Hearing specialist? All right. So, you know, we uh, in, in a little break we had, um, let me share a story with you. So uh, my father-in-law, who I mentioned before, has, had passed away from Alzheimer's um, last July. 20 years ago, him and his wife bought a long-term care policy. When it wasn't, in, it wasn't in vogue, it was like, oh, my God, and he did it. And I believe it was prophetic. And the impact on it was literally it, it, it transformed his – it was just – it was, it was, the good was so amazing. And, I, and, and, and at the time, he had one option. So what I want Ron to talk a little bit about is uh, – and, Bill, you, you even said it. How do you fund this thing? Because guess what? And I think you even pointed to me. When you have a long-term care experience – you are going to fund it. You are going to self-fund it if you don't have another way. So if you don't self-fund it, what are some of these now? I, mean, I still have two kids in, in college. Right. I mean, I two graduated, two are in college. All right, of the, uh, let me let you in on a little secret. Of the three people in this room, I'm the only guy that does not have a long-term care policy. And that's something that drives me crazy every time we sit down for this final third network. But it's a work in progress, and I'm going to have to redirect my assets and figure out a way of doing this for my wife and I because I'll be 60 years old this year and I'm in good health and I, I need to do it sooner rather than later. But I've already redirected and promised money in this bin. So Ron's gonna help us uh, figure out like, how do you pay for this? Right, there's some options, go ahead. Well, one of the options is to use qualified money. Use IRA money or 401k money and reposition it into a long-term care plan. When I say reposition it, it's like you're moving it from one column to another. Mm -hmm. And the, the column you're moving it into not only has your IRA, it has a long-term care benefit and a life insurance benefit if you never need long-term care that pays back your assets, or your state, mm -hmm. uh, um, what do you call it, tax-free money. Right. So you go from taxable money into non-taxable money with a long-term care plan, tax-qualified long-term care plan that gives you tax-free long-term care dollars and a death benefit if you never need it. So um, I had, I was watching HGTV the other day and I saw a show where they were, they took a room full of furniture and it really looked messy and uncomfortable and uh, the designer came in and told the people to, to leave for a while. When the people came back, she totally re redesigned it huh. and it looked really, really good. She didn't spend any money. She used the same furniture. And it's the same concept with, with the IRA. You're just moving an IRA or a 401k into another column that has long-term care benefits. And um, if you never need long-term care, your family, your estate, your heirs get tax-free death benefit. So let me just, to, just to, again, to go over it. So I've got a, a 401k at work. I've made tax uh, deductible contributions to my 401k. Let's just pick a number, $200,000 or 300000 $300, I have 300000 in my company 401k. I move it over to a long-term care policy, which then, um, is that money earning interest while it's, because it's not growing with the stock market, right? So it's like out of, it's out of the, my Vanguard mutual funds into a um, long-term care policy. So, am I, am I earning any investment on that, or is it? You're actually guaranteed three percent return. Okay. And because you also have a life insurance contract built into that, the life insurance con contract is growing in the cash value at four percent guarantee. Okay. So you have two growing assets. So if I die, my children, my beneficiaries get the tax-free uh, insurance benefit. 
And if I don't use uh, any of that long-term care, that $300,000 policy goes back to my estate? Or that $300,000 goes to your to whoever you leave it to, whoever I leave it to. your okay. estate. Um, but you're saving money on taxes in this way. Uncle Sam is always going to get his money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's what the required minimum distribution is all about, right? right. And mm -hmm. the way this policy is set up, he gets it over a, a longer period of time. He gets it over a 20-year period. So the plan automatically, internally, withdraws 1 20th of your account value, and taxes are paid on 1 20th of your total IRA or annuity. Um, and at that time, that qualifies as your required minimum distribution. Ah, about that. Wow. And that is a requirement. The government says once you get to 70 and a half, you have to spend a certain amount of money out of this IRA. That withdrawal, withdrawal that automatically takes place satisfies your required minimum distribution. Ah, yeah. so, is it, so I want to, before you go on, on yeah, yeah. further explanation, why is this important? Here's why it's important. Everybody that I've ever had a conversation with, and it's not just because I'm trying to get them to buy a policy, just to have the conversation. And they say, and they sort of, they, they're almost embarrassed because they say, well, we've done sort of well, and you know, yeah, I'm gonna self-fund it, I've got the money. I'm going, really, isn't that interesting? So you're telling me as a nice, as a good investment person, if you had a better way to invest that money and accomplish the same thing you're doing, you wouldn't do it? And he said, well, of course I would. So, well, do you know that it was not like my father-in-law had only one option before. Now we have these other, you know, it's a five or six different ways of doing this. And why would you not want to? And all of a sudden they're going, that's my, hey, that'd be a great idea because I was going to use that money anyways. What was I going to do with so it? So normally if you have a $300,000 401k and you are 70 and a half or older, you have to take a required, min, required minimum distribution. Mm -hmm. So the government requires you to take that money out. You have to do it. Otherwise, there's a 50% penalty. So you take that out. You have to pay tax on it, which whatever tax bracket you're in. And then normally you would use that potentially to fund uh, an activity of daily living or home care. Right. But what you can do instead is you take that 401k and shift it into a different bin, long-term care policy, and then that money can go to your long-term care and it happens in a tax-preferred fashion. Not only that, but you can cover two people with one IRA. This is yeah. You can cover huge. a husband and wife, you can cover business partners, anyone with an insurable interest. interest. Insurable interest. And you can also cover siblings. You can have a, a, a mother and their son or daughter on the same policy. There's, you know, you just need an insurable interest. You know, honestly, because I'm learning this also, Ron, at the, at the same time that I'm trying to teach and educate about it, and that is this tax preferred way um, of being able to afford long-term care without having to take your you know, required minimum distributions out the way I understand them, you, the tax rate, th this this would make your money last a decade longer, 20 years longer, I, I think, because the, the people are not taking into consideration that tax burden that they have to pay. Right. Well, and remember, you're, that's what you do for a living. So, I mean, I don't do that for a living right. as far as the investment. That's this why Bill's, huge. That's why Bill's saying that, is that he, he knows from experience when someone was going to do it that way of the minimum distribution, right. it's not going to last as long because of those taxes. Right. Uh, so I didn't even tell you the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Frank. This is not a Ronco commercial, is no, it? No. <laughs> there's no limit to the amount of long-term care benefit you get. Both people get a lifetime long-term care benefit. Lifetime. Okay. And lifetime is important for people that are concerned about what happens 
if we have Alzheimer's? What happens if we have, you know, Parkinson's, which lasts a long time? It, it satisfies that, that worry that, you know, we might be able to take care of two, three, or four years worth of care, right. but what happens if we have a really bad, right. catastrophic right. loss? Right. This covers two people with a lifetime benefit, with one person's IRA. That is absolutely... So there's, uh, that's why this option thing is, right. there's just so many different options that, you know what, hey, you know, uh, I always like that transmission commercial, I always said, we're going to get you one way or another with your transmission when it goes out. Mm -hmm. Well, what we're saying here is that the, f the, the dollars that you have, um, you're going to self-fund it one way or another. If you know the experience right. is going to happen, you're going to self-fund it, and totally if you self-fund it, you're not being a... You go to a, a person like a Warren Buffett or someone who is used to doing repositioning of an asset, which is really what we're talking about, right? And mm -hmm. we're talking about a reposition of an asset, which is the most effective way to do it. So, or rearranging the furniture. Or rearranging. <laughs> I love it. You know, that's even a better analogy. Yeah. Rearranging the furniture. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. That's uh, that's very cool. That's uh, well. You know, we still have um, you know roughly you know ten more minutes to talk about these kind of things. So for me, this was like an epiphany in terms of. Because again, you know, uh, being a wealth manager, 53% of my clients are female, 47% are men. Most of the women are 55 plus. Uh, I do have a few inherited IRAs, so the husband passed away and left the individual retirement account for their wife. So the question is, they send me, have sent me an email every month. Bill, I need to pay my property taxes. Bill, I need to get the tree fixed. Mm -hmm. Right? Can you help me make a distribution? So. Uh, we're, and, and I get an automatic notification when people turn 70 and a half to remind them that they have to take their required uh, minimum distribution, required minimum distribution. They're still working, they're still doing well, but they have to take the money out whether they like it or not, and they have got to pay tax on that. So this is a great way, again, for a husband and wife to do some estate planning, uh, some, some pre-planning to see we're gonna take one of our IRA accounts Moved into the long-term care, we both get unlimited long-term care long-term care benefit, and if we die, that money goes to the goes kids. goes to the, the estate. Yeah, to the estate tax deferred. I, that's uh, there are no words for, from where I stand. That that's absolutely right. profound from a financial position. You're yeah. right. That's very cool that you're because uh, that's a perspective I don't have, and and I think that um, again that's why uh, what me and Bill always wanted to do in this is to have a venue right. that we're putting ideas on the table and that's what we're trying to do. So. I have a question for you, Ron. So uh, one of my clients, he, if push came to shove, you would say that he has a common law wife. So they're not technically married, but they've been living together and being together for 19 years. Do they qualify as a couple if they didn't? They would. They, they would. would. At that point, they would. <clears throat> um, we've even done these plans for business partners. Um, two males that owned a company. They wanted a plan. The company, um, besides the IRAs, you can you can get um, corporate dollars also. Mm -hmm. So if someone didn't have an IRA they wanted to use or a 401k, the company can pay for the long-term care for the two owners in the company or other people in the company. So you can use corporate dollars to fund your long-term care and take a tax deduction. Right, so if you, if you are a, an owner of a corporation, Okay, and there's some fine lines of what kind of corporation is it, but the fact of the matter is you have some additional options, mm -hmm. it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, um, again, we, you know, we have a few more minutes. Ron, is there anything else that you can share with uh, you know, our viewers, with us? A situation that you've seen that just 
again, we end on a really good note. It's like the best of times. It's not something to be afraid of, but you'll never know unless you have the conversation, right? You can't, you don't know unless you talk about it, unless you ask. The, the one thing that I, that I would like to say is that um, people ask, when's the best time to buy this? What age is the best time? When's the best time to, to do this type of transfer? Um, if you're using qualified money, you want to do it after the age of 59. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that's because there's a penalty, penalty if you do it take it earlier. Okay. okay. Um, but this plan, we can cover people all the way up to age 80. So even if you're older and you haven't done anything about your long-term care, um, we can still get you covered all the way up to age 80. That's remarkable. And it's still, uh, it's still, it's still health underwritten, though, right? I mean, it's still underwritten at that point, even if you're 79. It's health underwritten, but. For the most part, it's a telephone interview. Telephone oh, really? So it's, it's not like a... It's not a blood test. Yeah. You don't have to go through urine, blood, uh, paramed-type exam. Got it. It's a conversation that they have with you. And if you're over the age of 65, they want to make sure that you are uh, you have good cognitive abilities. Right. So they, they um, give you a cognitive exam. Right. Interesting. Well, very good. But Ron, one more question, uh, or another question, and that is, is there anything people can do where a family member is already suspected of having some dementia and they're like, oh my gosh, he's forgetting things now. Can we get a long-term care policy um, that, that covers someone that might have pre-dementia or, or the insurance companies have the gate down all the way? Once dementia is in your records, you're not going to be able to get any long-term care policy. That's um, if if you go to your doctor and say you know you just maybe you're just retired and you go to the doctor and start complaining oh I forgot where my keys were and I forgot what I was supposed to do today and the doctor writes into the notes possible dementia uh -huh. you're not going to get a long term care plan wow so uh, get you know try to get this as soon as you can as healthy as you can and as young as you can because right. the price is based on all those factors. And I've heard a story where someone went to visit a doctor and you know she was feeling kind of down and she said, you know, doctor, I'm feeling a little bit, feeling a little depressed, you know, something like that. And the doctor wrote that in her notes. It was just a feeling. It wasn't that she was suffering from depression. She just was feeling depressed, right? We have eight months of cloud cover here in Illinois, right? How can you not feel a little bit down by the time April and May come around? Right. But because that term was in her doctor's record right. and maybe he just hurried up because he had to go to the next meeting. She suffered incredible consequences from that because the insurance company said, well, we're not going to insure you because you suffer from depression. And she's like, what are you talking about? Well, it's in the doctor note. So be very, very careful what you say. You want to be truthful, but just right. select your words very carefully when you go to a doctor. Well, it's, my experience has been on the health insurance side uh, as well, where um, it's really a, a difficult position to be an insurance agent. So you're trying to represent your client and then the insurance company, and then you've got the doctor because there's usually a conversation and then the client. Mm -hmm. And the client, the client just will never understand when they say, but I'm healthy. So, well, I don't know how to say this, but your doctor put something in your record that is saying otherwise. And they don't even tell us what that is because, you know, because of HIPAA protections, we can't see that. Uh, but it's there, and and it's really unfortunate. So uh, again, it's it's a just be aware of it. it. This is an underwritten. This is not like the health insurance that it is. Uh, they won't ask a health question. And now that when you look at an application for health insurance, now they're very short now because there's no health questions. But this is not the case. So be be, be just be aware.
Okay. Well, Anybody uh, else? No, that's it for me. Well, Ryan, I thank you for have, for being here. This has really been uh, eye-opening for us. We hope it's been eye-opening for anybody who's watched it. And uh, we just love your passion for this because I know that um, you wouldn't be doing this for 23 years unless you really cared. And I know you do. I do. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, Ryan, if people wanted to get in touch with you again, how would they, how uh, would they do so? My direct line is 847-598-6002. Bill, how about you? 847-686-4800 uh, or info at semicolcapital.com. And Matt, the elephant, the elephant hunter, and that's 847-757-2467 or matt at elephanthunting.net. Until next time.